0: Spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy! Happy, happy, happy! Monday? It is Monday. Bare minimum Monday. It is
1: a bare minimum Monday. You guys are getting everything you're lucky we came back. You're lucky we stayed for the fourth hour of the show. Fourth hour of the show is nothing but nonstop (laughs) music. We start with Bad
0: Bunny (laughs) and his five (laughs) biggest hits.
1: All right. So what is this bare minimum Monday nonsense? Bare
0: minimum Monday.
1: All right, here is a a uh, here is a woman who is in the workforce and she is now explaining on her TikTok account uh, exactly what what she does and what everybody all her friends do on bare minimum wo- Monday at the office.
2: You knew it was time for something new. So one Monday last year you woke up and gave yourself permission to do the absolute bare minimum for work that day and everything felt different. The pressure was gone. Your work was easier and you felt better.
1: Yeah, and you're also in the unemployment line because I'm firing your rear end. Uh, man, I don't know what's happened. Uh, you know, uh, hard work. Uh, I, You know, I, listen, man, you're, you're here at two in the morning at yes, KTAR. So yeah, Chad is in this building for 15 hours in a day. I kid you not.
0: All right. All uh, right. My bare minimum is one... Uh, <laughs> I, one. I, I won't have an afternoon show. I'll do the morning show. I'm
2: like, well, man, I only worked eight hours it, in there. It only it worked weird. 12
0: hours.
1: You did two shows a day. You got a national show, then, you, then you're on this or whatever. Minimum.
2: I just
0: don't know how you live with yourself. I with don't get it minimums. either.
1: I don't get it either. Like... Are you that are people out there this lazy that they're like, okay, well, it reminds me. All right. Hold on. Let's go back. The quiet quitting thing we talked about. Yeah, I'm not going to go above and beyond. I'm not really going to try anymore. I'm not making enough money. Let me tell you something. Nobody thinks they're making enough money. I don't care how much money you make. You still don't think you're making enough.
0: I don't get the quiet, quitty, but the, yeah, who thinks... that Oh, yeah, we've done enough. I've done enough. I don't need any more.
1: Yeah. You know? So so here's how this bare minimum Monday works. It's a trend, uh, and you take an easy start to the work week. Okay. All right? It's an easy... You, you, you kind of ease
0: yourself into the pool. You dip your toe in. <laughs> I just want to see what it's... Oh, okay. I see this. I see what it's like.
1: Right. And... And what you're doing is you, you've already had the Sunday scaries. You know you're dreading the work week ahead, and you're realizing something has to change. And the solution is, yeah, let's not do anything on Monday. Bare minimum Monday. Uh, here's one. Here's one. A person who does the bare minimum Monday. Another person. I don't take meetings. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> and here's the other. Here's another one. I take it slow for the first two hours of my day on Monday. Maybe I'll do a little reading, I'll do some journaling, <laughs> and and then
0: uh, some stuff around the house, no. and then I'll get on the computer and Zoom. Look, I, I will say this. i gonna say this right now. Okay, maybe Monday is the day you set up your week and you do some of your work, mm-hmm. but this feels more like, you know what? When nobody's looking, I'm going to watch me some Netflix for the next five hours. Yeah, right. I'm going to show up 20 minutes late. I'm yeah. going to take an hour and 40 minute lunch, uh, and if I'm at home, well, it's just... Sunday (laughs) partner,
1: instead of taking your work home with you and and going through your emails on a a Saturday or, you know, I'm going to do a little work on a Sunday because I want to get ahead on Monday. no, 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 no. No, it's, it's you know, you call it in you, you on Monday. You're not doing much. No. Friday, it's almost Saturday, so you're tanking it then. I don't know if you're, getting into, if you're getting a ton of work done. All right, so here's some doctor talking about this crap. Bare minimum Monday, my rear end.
2: It's a real thing on TikTok, and there are a lot of young workers who are saying, look, this Sunday scaries turn into this unproductive, anxiety-ridden Monday. Monday is the least favorite work day of the week. And so they're focusing on a little bit of self-care. They're easing out of the weekend. And into the week, and saying they're going to
1: stop. Listen, your self care is is Friday night and Saturday. Yeah, and then you rest on Sunday, and you get a decent night's sleep, and you go earn a no, paycheck because
0: you get the scurries.
1: Uh, we're lazy. That's what the people in the workforce are lazy. Yeah. Here's the doctor. You want to hear from this doctor? Let's see what she's got.
2: Is this just slacking? What are bosses supposed to think about this?
1: Uh, They're supposed to
2: fire you. This is actually going out there saying, I'm going to work less. And this is what she's told me. I would say to those CEOs and those bosses who are rolling their eyes that sometimes we have to set aside what is urgent in order to focus on what's important. And that is what Bare Minimum Mondays is trying to accomplish. Yeah.
1: You'll never own a house. So, wait, wait, wait. you're never getting married. What is you're a urgent? failure in life. Tell your parents you're a failure and go home. Uh,
0: what is urgent as what is to more what's important? Hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. Urgent and important tend to be the same thing.
1: Yeah you know let's make it clear this isn't everybody out in the workforce by by any stretch of the imagination is it a younger generation yes but it's a it's a portion uh, of the younger generation but you know what you and i are almost the same age right yeah we know a bunch of people our age they're lazy okay so what's the difference here you're not lazy i'm not lazy wise man's not lazy pablo's not lazy say more in there he's lazy Absolutely. Not even close. I <laughs> work all of you. <laughs> See, and well, you know what? That's funny. List, did you hear his reaction? Uh, yeah, I did. And I'm joking, of course, with Peter Seymour. Oh, yeah. Your reaction should be everybody's reaction. It's, it's. are you kidding me? I work my rear end That's off. That's right. Yeah. Get Can out I, there and work You know, right. five days a week. I mean, it's not seven days we, we need to get out there and work five and not decrease that. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you, even though I'm joking with you, you took it a little personally. You're like, hey, that's not me. Well, I got to chime in with the you know, No, no, the, and the I think voice. that's, but that's, that's what we should. Can you imagine going up to someone and going, you're like, you know, you're the boss. You go up to somebody and you're like, uh, you're lazy. I deserve, I deserve that job. Oh my like, gosh, if somebody came up to me and said that, oh, I would punch them in the mouth. But imagine if you know it's true. If you're one of these workers who is lazy, who does do the bare minimum Monday, oh. I mean, how do you how do you look yourself in the in the mirror and say, you know what, you're right, I'm lazy. Gosh. Because
0: the thing is, they that's what they've always done, right? The parents have have cleared the path for them. They've given them opportunities to, to basically do whatever they wanted to do. They've been told they're wonderful. They've de- been told they deserve something, mm. not that they need to work something. And you remind them every day: the harder you work, the luckier you get. Meaning. If you outwork people, it actually pays off. It does. But that means you show up, you do your damn job, right. and and you know what? Every once in a while, you have to go above and beyond, and that's okay. You're not going to lose cool points with the other people who chime in about, oh, man, I only work 12 hours this week because I've got it cool. I've got it bare minimum Monday and mm. don't do anything Tuesday and <laughs> living off your dime Wednesday and I'm super lazy Friday and Thursday. I just call in sick. <laughs>
1: I think this is also a result of allowing people to work from home. I think a portion of it is. Yeah. I think, you know, you get you. you, you some people want, you know, in work for at, at the office, a couple days out of the office, a couple of days. And I think people are like, well, when I'm out of the office. It's really I mean, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching, uh, you know, I'm binge watching something and then I'll do a little work. And then, you know, I'm going to we'll go walk the dog. I might take a dip. I don't know. I'll have a I drink. Mean, if you get
0: it done. Yeah. People don't have a problem with it. The right. problem is more and more people are saying stuff's not getting done. You guys need to come back to the office. Yeah. Have we
1: turned into a lazy co- country? I really think that we're starting to become a lazy country.
0: No, I don't know if we're becoming that way. I just think we're having too many people are putting stuff in. A younger generation, I think, is really struggling. Cause I also think they've come out of college with, with this thought of, and they've said this over and over again. Well, I thought if I went to college, they would, I, I would just be able to come out and all these things would be handed to me. No, now's when the real work starts. Hmm. Work yeah. itself. Yeah. I mean, we're not like France. France last week had a million people protesting cause they want to raise the age. And Macron come out and said, guys, you got to work harder and longer. That's just the way life is. Yeah. I don't want to do that. You know who I am? I want to retire at 50 and do nothing. Bear. But eat bread. Bear. And judge you. <laughs> bear Minimum Mondays.
1: Yeah. Bear Minimum Mondays. All right. Coming up next. Coming up. Uh, let's see. It killed 43,000 animals, and uh, we're
0: really not doing much about Man, it. It's been a little struggle. Next. I'm looking at the old television up there talking about uh, East Palestine, a small little area in uh, Ohio that has been uh, ravaged by a horrific train crash that has left people uh, more than just frustrated, and it is awful. I want you guys to listen to some of these people who are just struggling like you could not believe uh, when it comes to what's happening there and how they feel like, hey, I've got tons of symptoms and issues. Where is everybody?
2: We're getting sick with eye infections, respiratorial headaches, sore throats. My grandkids have been traumatized. They're worried all the time about the train. It's always, we hear the train, the train, the train.
0: I work in East Palestine and it's just been like this ever since the train blew up. It's crazy. What does your voice really sound like, Wade? I know you can't tell us, but is it like that? I sound like Mickey Mouse. Yep. Uh, He's got a deep, thraspy voice. Well, What are they telling you? My doctor says I I most definitely have the the chemicals in me. Yeah, he has got uh, chemical bronchitis. He's only 40. He sounds like he's 85. Yes. Yeah. But don't worry. Uh, You know, Buttigieg went there last week. That was a solid move. And we said he didn't really want to show up originally because he didn't want to be a distraction. Uh, But the president has Zoomed with some people there. Mm.
1: I have a question. Yes. Okay. When this train derailed and all those chemicals went up in the air, was there any way to stop what has happened? Like, you know, like accidents happen, right? Yeah. And something blows up or something derails and there's all this, you know... Was there a way to, to stop it? That That's the question that I, like this poor man with the voice, and I'm definitely not making excuses for anybody in the White House. I'm just asking a question. I mean, would this have happened anyway if they were on the scene the day of, or maybe they were on the scene the day of, and you just, you couldn't stop it? This stuff was already in the air. And, you know, you did the, 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 the toxins were already there. That's just the question that I, I have.
0: think the thing is, is they should have been there. Qu- they were on the ground within two hours, they said. Okay. The problem was, rather, we didn't know what was on the train. That took several days to find out. We found out later on it was chloride, uh, vinyl chloride and a few other things. Right. Uh, and like two days later, something else would pop up. And the other thing is, everybody should have been evacuated. And the government should have said, all right, we're moving people somewhere else until we know for 43,000 animals have died. Yeah, absolutely. That is, if it's not safe for the pets, how do you think it's safe to keep anybody else around? Does this remind you
1: of like a hurricane or a tornado? Like something happens, immediately there's damage, and then you've just got to go in and surveil the damage and try and save people.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it it's reminds similar. me of that. Except for something like, you know, like, you know, people to bring up Katrina. Here's the thing. Okay. People in New Orleans didn't want people around. Partly because, you know, uh, Orleans is, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, uh, there's been some uh, funny business going on for quite a long time in New Orleans. This is one of the reasons people didn't want people coming in, because money was getting funded and sent to them, and they weren't using it what they were supposed to. Right. This was not that. These people were begging, after they knew what took place, you hurt that guy. The guy, he's ass like and he looks like hell.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at a picture of him. It's incredible.
0: I mean, they're struggling and they're begging for help. But there are people on the ground trying to help. FEMA's there. Well, FEMA, the first thing FEMA should have said is we need to get everybody out of here. Yeah. Nobody should be anywhere near their home like if you until
1: don't, we can clear this mess. Yeah, if you don't understand the problem and you don't know what's going to happen, get everybody out. There you go. But they didn't do that. Get
0: everybody
1: out of there and put them somewhere safe. Is this a more of a, well, let's go back to Katrina. Because you could blame, it's like a, it's like a, 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 it was a three pronged problem, right? Mm -hmm. You blame the mayor, you blame the governor, and then you blame Bush.
0: Yeah. Okay. And
1: FEMA. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the same thing here? Where's the East Palestine mayor? He's been there
0: every step of the okay. way. In fact, the guy from, uh, uh, was it, uh, Trent uh Nor- Con- Norfolk folks, yeah, is his name. Norfolk Southern has been there every step of the way and they're doing everything they possibly can. But there comes a point when it's so big, this is where, go- this is what government's for. Yeah. I know you you're right. Can, you know, I mean, the guy could be there from Norfolk Southern. And he said, I'm going to stay here until this thing's cleaned up. You can, the mayor can be there every single day. The governor's been there. JD, uh, you know, uh, Jenny Vance has been there, all. But at some point, Aaron
1: Brockovich has been.
0: There. She has, man. You know you're in trouble when Brockovich shows
1: up. No, because obviously you remember the movie with uh, uh, Julia Roberts yep. and the water and how many people died. Yeah. So you've got
0: they, to say then, to yourself, uh, yeah, it's we got to get these people out of here.
1: Yeah, there's going to be an investigation. And if they were really slow to this, um, then we we absolutely
0: know who to blame. Yeah. Sending them water while they're breathing air that is destroying their lungs doesn't help. Yeah. And who else is supposed to tell you that?
1: Is it the people on the ground that are local or is it the federal government?
0: I think the federal government needs to be there testing left. We need to have local people testing federal because that's the other side of it, because some people are going to CYA themselves. Yeah. And I want to know in the I want to know by the most that we can find people wise. What do you guys think of this? I want I want the most comprehensive look into this because it's in the air. If it's killed forty three thousand animals, mm. there's some questions that need to be asked. Why anybody's still around here? Yeah. I think the question
1: is we should ask whoever is in charge of this, the administration and all that. Do you take a glass
0: of water from that town?
1: Yeah. You gonna drink a glass of water from that town? Yes or no? Here it is. Put it right in front of them.
0: Well and you know, they what was his name of no. that? Uh Like Mike DeWine is the governor and stuff. They drank. But you you could tell that it was a stunt. And I don't know. I don't buy into stunts. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It is.
1: And that that, uh,
0: that man's voice,
1: it's just heartbreaking. It is. It's heartbreaking. Disasters happen. And people get hurt and people get killed. But you have to have the government, as you said, this is a big job. This is why we have the government. You got to go and clean up the mess on the ground. And you got to do it quickly. And if you don't. How many people are going to die from this? I don't know. How many people will be sick? Will it be a, 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 a quick, I don't feel good for a few days? Or is this something like you've inhaled all this stuff and guess what? This
0: is your. Did your lungs get so destroyed you're, you're in that trouble. you're going to be, you're by in the time trouble. you're 50, you're going to be on oxygen? Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to see, you know, kids are going to be getting can't. I mean, there's a lot of I things know. that we have to ask serious questions about. No doubt. And I don't feel anybody's doing that as serv- uh, any kind of service to these people.
1: All right, coming up next, coming up! Uh, Governor of uh, Arizona, Katie Hobbs, went down to Yuma. Big meeting on the border. She with, was hobnobbing. Du- with Doug Nichols. <laughs> we're almost out of here. Can you just... I can't. Got 12, I'm sorry. Got I 18, try, but I work. She met with uh, Mayor of Yuma, uh, Doug Nichols. We spoke to Nichols earlier and you know we're gonna we're gonna hear from him. Does he have this feeling that she cares about the border? Next,
0: it's the Gatos and Chad show.
1: Hey yeah, darn right. We're out of here in a couple of minutes.
0: I'm some shady.
1: We're going to uh, hand it over to. Uh, hey, Peter, are you doing the uh, Arizona's uh, newsy? I am doing things? Arizona's evening news tonight. Becky Lynn. All right, fantastic. That's I like good. Arizona
0: newsy. That's I like it. You doing it. the newsy thing? That's good. Got uh, you doing that, huh? All right
1: for shizzle oh gosh (laughs) now i don't even want to listen to this show i love it uh earlier today we talked to the mayor of yuma doug nichols we actually got his name right Um, he was uh meeting with uh governor hobbs in yuma all right first question for the mayor of Yuma, are you? Uh, or how do you feel about uh, Governor Hobbs? Do you feel like she cares about the border? And here's what he told us.
2: I do. I know she spent the majority of her morning either at our ports of entry or the border. I was not a part of that trip, um, but we did meet after that meeting, after her visit to the border, with all the mayors in Yuma County, our board of supervisors, and our two tribal uh, uh, leadership um, here and talked about that everything was either border or water it was pretty much the topic for discussion
0: and how did you feel after with it when it came to border did you feel like okay we we might be get i can work with this lady we're going to get somewhere
2: well, you know, uh, a lot of it has r- remains to be seen, but the fact that she took the time to go see it within her first 100 days, that's what she promised me in December, so she made that happen. Uh, we talked, and I know she met with the local Border Patrol chief, and she is very uh, knowledgeable in the area, so she, she heard a lot of firsthand information. Uh, so those are all great indications. We'll see what she does with that in- information moving forward, but this, she assured me, wasn't her last conversation about the border
1: all right the mayor of Umit, doug nichols is joining us I met with governor hobbs uh what did you ask her for what did you what did you ask of her i should say
2: well one of the primary things i asked her for was additional support in fighting the drug trafficking uh see at this point our numbers have dropped a little bit you know so the, that pressure is off a, you know, a little bit more manageable than it's been. But what we're seeing now is that there's a lot of drugs that have not been intercepted because the, uh, the border agents have been busy with the immigration issue. And so now we're starting to get hits because they have more free time. Um, so that just means we were missing all that before. So if we have state resources, law enforcement that can come and help reinforce the border interdictions along the interstate, along the public roads, uh, uh, that would be a game changer. Um, so Governor Ducey did something similar. I don't need the exact same program, but something familiar or similar to that.
1: A- anything happen in the meeting with uh, Governor Hobbs that made you say, ah, I'm not real comfortable with that or ah, I don't really agree with her on this?
2: Well, you know, we started talking about the Border Strike uh, Task Force, which would be state law enforcement that was focused on um, drugs, crossing the border, and and all illegal activity. Um, I'm not quite sure if she said she was reducing it or eliminating that uh, from... Uh, her budget that uh, would be a concern if that's if that is indeed happening we had 700 pounds of meth intercepted here about a week ago i think there's like almost a thousand uh pounds or whatever it is of fentanyl i mean the, the numbers are staggering and it's not just here it's it's all across the southern borders
1: all right, so that was uh, part of our conversation with Doug Nichols, mayor of Yuma. If you want to check out the whole thing, uh, we had the podcast.
0: Yeah, we do. You can check out the podcast. It's pretty much the most awesome it's thing awesome. that we do. It's free. It's uh, terrific. Let's see if
1: she does. Uh, if she cares about the border, listen. You got to give her credit for going down there. Uh, not a lot of credit because she has to go down there. It's one yeah, of the biggest jobs she's done. For God's yes, sakes. exactly. So these two are going to work together, hopefully, and. Um, We'll see. We'll
0: see. Make the I mean, you know, better. just started, and uh, uh, you know what? I'm proof is in the pudding. All right. I'll see you tomorrow, man. Later, brother.